Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is a very special 90th episode of the Donut Box Podcast. Chris, it's number 90, the 90th episode. And I think it's time for us to change up the model just a little bit. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think we we have a significant mark that we've hit. And it's exciting to me that we're 10 away from 100. And, you know, it's just like you just keep doing it consistently. And then those numbers keep uh, sneaking up on you. And you're like, holy crap, we've been doing this for two years. Yeah, it's almost there, man. Almost two whole years. But, yeah, we want appreciate everybody for joining us today. Wherever you are in the United States or around the world, we really appreciate you. This week, we're going to be talking about something really, really interesting, and it's a lot from our childhood. But since it's the 90th episode, we figured we'd do the late 90s, early 2000s, best things that were about that time frame, and what we like better about nowadays, I guess is the best way we can call it. Or is there a more concise way to say that? No, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, if you're a listener, millennial, and you grew up, this might bring it back some nostalgia for you. If you're a younger listener, this might put some perspective uh, for you. And if you're an older listener, this also might put some perspective on it for you. Because I think, old not saying elderly people, but people that are like upper millennials, and or uh, Gen Xers, they have a different remembering of the 90s slash uh, early 2000s because, and I'll say it like this, we were kind of in like that bridge gap, like right on the tail end of millennials, not definitely Gen Z at all. I don't claim Gen Z by no means, but we're kind of in that bridge years, right? I'm going to digress on that for two seconds. I think reason being was we were both brought up on kind of old older school values so i think we got more of the millennial upbringing than we did the gen zers that's that's what i think happened there even though we were on the cusp yeah maybe even a little bit of gen x bleeding into it a little bit yeah right (laughs) yeah uh we've had to see therapists anyways so um just just joking but um you know it was it was a very interesting time period uh there was a lot of cool things happening um, you know, biggest thing for me and where I thought we could start with was um, church and what we saw in church. So this was something, and I'm going to go even beyond. This is early 90s, late 80s, and I got to start here. But uh, my wife did not know what Carmen was. And I had to show her what Carmen was because, and um, you know what I showed her, Chris? And maybe this will bring some nostalgia to us. Was it the boxing movie? Did you show her that? No, I did not show her the boxing movie, but I showed her the music video of uh, Devil Bite the Dust. Oh, yeah. The Western one, you know, the, the one with the Western one with the... Yeah, it was... So, for those of you who don't know who Carmen is, Carmen was really, really big. He had the curly hair. He was like a Christian pop singer. And I think like Rick Astley, but Christian. Yeah, I think the thing about, like, church... During that time, they were trying to, I guess, copy a lot of, like, what the secular music was doing, but, like, it just wasn't as good, so, I don't know, man, like, they would still have to try to do, like, these cool rap beats and, like, pop music, but it was, it was very cheesy, just very cheesy. It was, it was incredibly, incredibly cheesy, um, but, you know, I don't, I don't know why, but typically all the churches that I went to as a child, I don't know, they tended to have kind of those older school things going on. Like, Carmen was still really big, even though he was, like, 10 years removed from popularity, if that makes sense. So that was still, like, weirdly popular in our rooms. I don't know. Was, was he popular with, with your family, Chris? Oh, very much so. Um, we had, like, the Carmen tapes and everything. But, oh, like, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't, like, super, super. That was, like, early 90s. I think kind of the late 90s, early 2000s. That kind of, like, whew. Now, I wasn't a big fan of that sort of stuff, but I'll tell you what I was a big fan of. Now, that was VeggieTales. Like, and now we're going into the early 2000s. I guess that was late 90s, right? Early 2000s. But, yeah, VeggieTales, I, I really liked VeggieTales. What, what did you think of VeggieTales? I know we got it shoved down our throat a lot, but, hey, it was tolerable. For those of y'all that do not know, VeggieTales is a Christian Bible animated show where the veggies, even though... 
Bob the Tomato is technically a fruit. Uh, there's Bob and Larry. They're the hosts of the show, and these vegetables act out Bible stories. Now, you may be hey, thinking, cucumber. this is really, really weird, but they actually did it in a way that was like fun and entertaining, and I think even people that didn't really grow up in church, I think they know about VeggieTales to some degree um, if you grew up around that time. But it was it was good. Once it started getting in the later years, though, the episodes just kind of started falling off. But it was a good way to teach kids Bible stories. And it wasn't really that cheesy, I don't think. No, it wasn't cheesy. Like, I think it was a good animated show that wasn't too in your face about it. And it was entertaining for kids because it was one of those things to where um, the veggies always had, you know, characters from the story. So, you know, one of them would be the... They always had the bad characters and the good characters and all that good jazz. So we always liked that. But um, I actually showed my kids VeggieTales the other day, and a lot of them know what it is, but a lot of them that hadn't seen it really liked it. So, I mean, it's still relevant, I guess, for kids. It stands the test of time. That's good. That's good. Um, what were some other things from uh, – we'll, we'll move on from the – the church aspect of it, but it's just because we spent a lot of time there. What are some of the other things from that time period that were, that were really, really big and stood out? To um, you? I think it, this was the age where technology was really like on the cusp of, uh, revitalizing. So the first iPhone didn't really come out until 2007, right? Is that, is that right? 2007, 2008, when the first iPhone came out, it's hard to remember because, I'll be honest with you. The iPhone, to me, my family wasn't really an Apple family. We really couldn't afford it. So for us, it was like, I just remember it was iPods, and those were really big, like 2005. So I guess 2000, like 2005, 2007, in between that time period. So let me tell you this, folks. Before the iPod, there was these things called MP3 players. And what you would have to do is you would have to either buy or illegally steal the songs and you would have to put them in your library and you would have to download the song like connect your mp3 to the computer and there was no bluetooth so you had to like have a wire connect it with the wire to the you computer. had to have the right wire because sometimes it would be different kinds of usb wires and so you wouldn't have like the compatible one it would be a mess something else too i'd like to say those websites where you're stealing the music, they were sketchy. Where you got the free music, oh, they were sketchy, and that's how you get viruses on your family's computer. Or what you would have to do is you would have to put a CD in the computer, and then you would have to make it was what was called a RIP list, R-I-P, RIP list. And so you would put the song into this list and drag it over there. And if you wanted, like, multiple songs that were from different CDs, you had to do it one CD at a time, and then you had to put it in the rip file and then you had to hit the download so and then it would it would download onto your mp3 player and sync it up and then uh also the same thing with burning cds that was like a big yeah burning cds making mixtapes for people i remember was a thing like for your friends you would like make a mixtape and you would like do because once you made it once you could like duplicate it if you had the right software which was cool but it was a lot of the same process. You had the CD and you'd have to click and drag the files. You'd have to download it first and click to drag the files manually to burn it on there. And you'd have to have the right software. Somebody was talking to me about this earlier and they were like, yeah, you remember when you had to make your friends a mix and you had to really make sure that their handwriting was really good uh, or otherwise you yeah. couldn't tell what they had written on the CD and you wouldn't know which songs were what. And so that was like just a different time period. Um, we've talked about YouTube a lot. YouTube didn't come out until till 2005, but that was almost like, I wouldn't want to say like a dark web website, but it was just for people to go find random cult videos. It's not the business that it was or is now. No, people, people weren't making money like that. It wasn't a business back then. Um, oh, something else. We can get back on YouTube in a second, but something else while I'm thinking about it was we saw the transition from VHS to DVD. I remember that was big transition whenever I was a kid. I just remember thinking, wow, it went from this big, and for those of you who don't know, maybe we have the younger audience listening, that's okay. VHS tapes were kind of clunky black cassettes. Uh, squares, cassettes basically, large cassettes. And the biggest thing about it was it wasn't like a DVD. 
you had to put it in the slot, and yes, it would run, but you would have to rewind it afterwards, or if you press play again, it would just be at the end of the movie still. And unless you rewound it, and it was a manual thing, like you'd have to press rewind, and it would, it would go backwards, and then you'd have to wait till it gets all the way to the very end, then you watch it again. It was um, it was that, and I just remember, compared to it, that little bitty disc, you know, seeing that little DVD, CD-sized disc, you're going, holy cow, that is getting so small. And then I remember when they went, like, floppies to thumb drives. I thought that was pretty crazy, too. I'll tell you, that this is how you know you made it as a family during that time, when you had some money, when you had the VHS-slash-DVD combo player, because... People had to have machines to play their movies. It's not like streaming now. Um, and so there would be like, not everybody had switched over to DVDs yet. And so places did still sell VHS tapes, but it was like one of those deals where you could still watch your old VHS tapes, um, but you could watch the new movies that were coming out on DVDs. And then finally they started re-releasing all those older movies that were on VHS onto DVDs. But that makes me think of... Uh, there used to be video rental stores. Do you remember that? So, and most of those were um, VHS tapes. So, like now we have the benefit of just streaming, paying for a service. But people would actually go to the store on a Friday night, and you would be looking for a movie, and you'd be like, "Ooh, what movie do I want to watch?" Um, if you didn't know it, you'd be like, "Ooh, what movie do I want to watch?" And so you would rent it, and then you would take it home, pay the fee, whatever, and then bring it back. But you always had to bring it back reroute rewound if you didn't bring back reround they would, they would charge you a fee that's like a that's like a what people would do on friday nights people would go to the video store pick a couple of movies for the weekend and then they would uh that was the original netflix and chill it was blockbuster and chill i guess or whatever but even even netflix was like oh yeah you it was a subscription service still but you would pick like five movies and they would send them to you and then you had to send them back or something yeah, and, you know, I don't know. I didn't know too much about it, but I had friends of that because, like, my family didn't do that. But I had friends' family do that. But apparently it was like you picked movies in a queue at first, and it's like they would send them to you based on availability, and that's basically how it worked. So if you wanted to see the brand-new movie, well, you might not be seeing it for a little bit because there's only so many in circulation, and you're, you know, you have that on your list, and they'll get it to you when they get it to you, and they'll moving around based on availability. So it was definitely a lot different. Um, but, you know, back to the video store stuff, I remember there was local places, there was big chains. Um, I miss Hastings, by the way, even though that wasn't one that we found until later, before they closed. Um, but it also makes me think about a lot of these computer stores. You know, Best Buy, they, they've kind of made it through everything. But do you remember, like, um, it was called CompUS, and then there was, like, Circuit City. Do you remember those? Yeah, I remember those. And like, wh whatever happened with them? Like, I mean, they kind of died, which is kind of weird to think about because we're, we're in a day and age where computers are big, you know? Everybody's got a computer. We're using one right now, you and I both, and we have miniature ones as well as phones. So it's, it's interesting that that business didn't take off more, but, you know, Best Buy has been alive and kicking for a long time. Well, most of what people would do is they would buy one computer. And, like, when I say computer, this computer was, like, clunky, big. You had the big monitor. And most people would put it in one room and the whole family would use it, right? It's the family it's computer. It's the family yeah. computer. People would use it. You know, most people had it in their living room. So, um, yeah, I remember that was a big thing. I think I think my mom actually finally got rid of her big computer. But I remember, like, if you had to do a school assignment, whatever, like, you either went to the library or you had the family computer, you know? And that brings me to the next point. Internet at the time. We saw a lot of things change internet age-wise. I remember the very first internet services that we ever received were the dial-up. The dial-up internet and I always hated it, man. That noise always freaked me out. You know, while it's connecting, uh, I hated that. Yeah, for sure. And then they had the, you know, the wires and everything. Well, DSL they had to plug is in. what it was called. Yeah, it was DSL, and then it became wireless. And it's just it it's changed a lot over time. I'll tell you that much. But um, 
do you did you have the family members that had the dial-up service for forever and a day? And the the problem for those of you who don't know what dial-up service was and what it is, it's incredibly slow. Like it's really really slow, and it takes a while to connect up. And you know we're used to good internet speeds, and even sometimes like I'm talking slower than mobile hotspot kind of thing. It's really slow. Yeah, and if you use the phone, if you're downloading something, you're done skis. So. Kind of transitioning a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the style. So the it, it was starting to transition a little bit uh, into a different style in the early 2000s. And there were basically, I would say, maybe three main styles uh, or categories that people fit into. Of course, you had the people that just wore the everyday clothes. But you had the people that were wearing the urban uh, streetwear. So like the big baggy pants. Sagging pants became a thing. Uh, wearing just oversized urban clothes, chains, grills, fitted hats. Like, that was a big deal, right? Wearing shoes. 59, 50 hats. Yep. Yeah. That was a big deal. So there were people that did that. And then there was like the punk rock scene kind of came on to the, the face. The the PAX, the original like PAX Sun kind of, kind of style. And what I'm talking about is it's like... You kind of had like the skater crowd, but then you almost had the hipster crowd that had other. What were some of the other stores in the mall? I know Hollister came in at one point, but then there Hollister was... is like its own like different. I'm talking about like the, it's maybe they're like between the Hollister people and the emo people because they had like the spike hair. Um, Mohawks were a big thing, and like doing like the blonde tips. Was it the hot topic? Well, hot topic was emo, yeah. So, so it was more like this. I guess it was the skater vibes, right? They were wearing the Vans, had like the long swooshy hair, um, the independent brand stuff. Yeah, and then stuff you like had like that. the preppy Hollister, like those kind of American Eagle was like a thing, and then you had the emo crowd, and bro. Or the hot topic. I people. literally just yeah. talked about this with someone uh, that I work with because she was talking about like growing up and stuff. I was like, you went to Hot Topic and shop, didn't you? Hot Topic is chilled out, but Hot Topic used to be the emo store. And I used to think, man, if I go into Hot Topic, the devil is going to possess my soul. <laughs> I really thought that. Yeah, well, it didn't help. They kind of scared us uh, away from that in certain venues. But yeah, no, Hot Topic has definitely chilled out. It was it was definitely a different place. Now it's kind of just graphic tees, right? I mean, it's like kind of more... I, I, maybe more like a Spencer's Gifts turn, but without all the rest of the stuff, like just the clothes. Maybe a little bit, but it's kind of like that weird niche um, graphic tease, but like definitely anime. If you're really big into oh, anime, yeah. that hot topic is kind of turned into that. So it's kind of from, I don't know what their crowd is. I really couldn't tell you. They're unique. They're a unique crowd. They've definitely evolved over the time. So what, like, Late 90s and early 2000s, what were some of like the big moments, whether it was in celebrity pop culture, history, whatever? What were some of like the big moments that stick out to you? To me personally, child? so living in Augusta, and this happened really early on uh, when Tiger won the Masters. Like, I, I never seen a town erupt like that. Um, and, you know, I, I don't even remember what year that was. But for those of you who don't know what the Masters is, it's a big golf tournament. It happens in Augusta, Georgia. And the whole world watches it, or at least they say that. I'm not sure. Um, a lot of people in Augusta try to get out of town for the Masters because it's kind of a pain to be around because everybody's there. But anyways, Tiger Woods was playing, and he ended up winning and making this miraculous comeback. But one of the shots, it, it was just amazing and kind of rolled in and he kind of teetered on the end and went in it was big sports moment in history but something i'd never seen before i guess i'd never been in a town where like a big sporting event happened but it was just the feeling was different like it was weird after that happened it was like there was a weird excitement in the air and a lot of people i talked about it for a long time like it was something that stayed around for a little bit at least from what i remember i'm gonna tell you about Four, and I'm going to make them really quick. Uh, 9-11, really quick. That, of course, you can't forget about 9-11, right? I was, like, in first grade, so, like, I was in school, and I don't really remember much about 9-11, right? The next one that I'm going to talk about, and I don't know why this sticks inside my head, 
but when Kobe Bryant got accused of of <laughs> messing with that white white girl and he allegedly uh, assaulted her and yeah, I remember that was a big trial and I remember being like, "Bro, like what See, a lot of people forget about that about Kobe Bryant. It was he oh, was yeah. in that trial. Yeah, forget about I don't that. know why that sticks out to me, but it does. Uh just for some odd reason. And then another one that really sticks out to me is, of course, Barack Obama getting elected as president. I mean, we got to see the first black president elected in the office, whether you love him, hate him, disagree, whatever. Like, that's still a moment in history. Yeah, we watched history, which is pretty incredible. I mean, it's a it's a part of history books that we can tell our kids and grandkids like, yep, I remember that happened. Yes, uh, definitely something else. And this is like really, really dumb. But I'm sure you remember this with the whole little Disney feud with uh, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, and Demi Lovato. And they were all fighting over Nick Jonas. I don't remember what happened, but I just remember there was like real life beef between them. And then like they literally hated each other's guts. But then they all did a commercial for the, you remember the world change? No, it wasn't abstinence. It was oh. like recycle and save the earth, like turn off oh, a light yeah, bulb. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. all like yeah. smiling, but you can tell that like they want to stab each other. Um, I definitely remember that for sure. Um, I remember uh, Michael Jackson and of course his trial. That's what I was going to say too. I was going to say the Michael Jackson trial when you when you brought up uh the whole Kobe thing. It's like, man, you can't forget old Michael Jackson and Macaulay yeah, Culkin. Yeah. Um definitely for sure in sports. That was like during from probably from 2000 to 2010. It was like in football, it was always like the Giants and the Patriots like every Super Bowl. That was a big domineering thing. And then the Lakers and the Boston Celtics. That was like a big domineering. Celtics. Or a, it was like every year. I just remember What are some year. like TV shows that like stand out to you? Like, oh, this is like, man. Of course, of course, Family Guy was iconic. That came out in 2000. And I think, you know, the later seasons are goofy. But the probably up until like, what, season eight, nine, something like that. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think. Chris doesn't like it as much. I like Futurama, which is kind of in that same realm. Um, of course, King of the Hill. King of the Hill's great. I I think that's a great show from that time period. I'll tell you this much, man. Some of those kids' cartoons that we watched, though, I've gone back and watched them now, and I'm going, oh, man, I'm not really sure why uh, my parents let me watch that, actually. So one that I really liked as a kid um, was Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like, I like Courage the Cowardly Dog. But, you know, I watched it again, and there was this one episode about um, they had ordered this mattress, and, you know, it was, like, free delivery, but there was, like, a demon living in the mattress and was, like, inhabiting them and all this. I was like, what? You know, the dog had to help him and things like that. But it was just incredible because how how much we were also censored and what else we couldn't watch, but that was okay. That was kind of That was kind of interesting to me. Uh, my favorite cartoon of the time was Ed, Ed, Nettie though. I really don't know why. Um, it's a really dumb show. Like even now that I watch it, I'm just like, man, this is a really dumb show. <laughs> I mean, it's really just about getting money and getting your job breakers and, uh, staying away from the women. So, I mean, maybe that was the, the, the motto as a kid. I don't I know. I mean, your parents were not the greatest giving you free internet access and letting you watch whatever you want. I will tell you, if you want to find some shows that, like, man, this just defines that era of the late 90s, 2000 to 2010, the George Lopez show, that's a big one. Everybody Loves Raymond. Boom. The Office. Um, that, like, if you watch that, like, that show literally follows all the trends all the way through the through the whole decade even though even though it was it started i think it started like 2004 2005 but it still was it still mimicked that time frame for sure and drake and josh that's like oh yeah that is definitely like you watch that and you're like yeah this is definitely from the 2000s but i feel like george lopez you watch it and you're like or my wife and kids you watch it and you're like yep this is definitely from the 2000s like that's that. a lot of a lot of the sitcoms they just they just look a lot of a lot of the same um, 
I don't know why, but I liked a lot of uh, African American sitcoms like uh, Monique. I don't know why I like Monique. That was a fun show. And then um, there was like a there was a what was the what was that other one that we watched where she's always trying to go after the professor? Oh, the Parkers. The Parkers. Yeah, that was a funny one. <laughs> yeah, and I think too. I don't know. Like around that time, uh, it was. Definitely, like, the family was still, like, a big thing. Um, of course, you see that in TV shows, like, the mom, having the mom and the dad and, like, you know, the kids and stuff like that. Um, but, like, the theme was kind of weird. Uh, it wasn't – I. it was more like dad works and, like, mom is starting to work kind of a type deal. Yeah, and not just that, but dad's always goofy. Dad's always kind of not really all there at home, if that makes sense. And so he really doesn't know what's going on. And they kind of make him out to be kind of a goofball. Yeah, it was it was always like, oh, Dad's here, but Dad has no idea what's going on. And Dad's kind of an You know idiot. what another one is that really shows the era is uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Like, it's like, that shows kind of the... That of that era, I don't know, kind of has that feel to That part is true. What do you feel like is like, ooh, we did this really well in the 2000s. Like, I think we did this really good. And I missed this. Weirdly enough to say, customer service? And maybe it's just because I was a kid and didn't directly interact with people and maybe it was different. But I just don't remember as many rude interactions when you went out in public and did business. But maybe that's that's me. I think COVID changed that, bro. I think that that's a product. And that's COVID. probably true. I mean, there's definitely, um, and here, I'm going to go into something kind of bigger. I really feel like versus back then, people are a lot more divided than they were back then. Like, I feel like there's a, there's a massive rift between people. I feel like in, you know, this is going away from a lot of the other stuff that we're talking about. We were talking about a lot of material stuff and what we liked about shows and stuff like that, but you know, I, I really think that people from from that era, and it sounds kind of old fogey-esque, but it's like they did look out for each other a little more. It feels like now you got to be a little bit more weary of people, and that's that's a shame in a way. But it, a lot of it has to do with hurting people's feelings, being politically correct, and having to toe a line and be worried about where that person's line is at all times. And it's good to be healthy and respect people's boundaries. I, I guess what's hard is back in the day you could state your opinion, and there's ways to state your opinion and not be an ass, right? But what I'm saying is I don't feel like nowadays you can validly state your opinion without there being some sort of division. It's either somebody's for you and like, yeah, I feel that way with you. Or it's, no, I don't feel that way and you're absolutely wrong and I don't like you for it. And you're sitting here going, there's no middle ground. I feel like there was a lot more room back then of like, okay, you feel how you feel. That's fine. I don't really feel that way, but I understand how you got to there. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like uh, that period that we grew up in, 2000, to 2010 like there was not like anything that was like oh this is like absolutely freaking horrible but people would just say what they wanted to say and like there was no hate behind it like people would just say their opinions without there being hate behind it and people were just like oh yeah or like people could laugh at more stuff or you know and i felt like it was more you could laugh at yourself and it's like oh yeah that's funny for sure um, as far as our, our country, I think it was like the most, I, and I know it's like saying healthy is kind of like opening the can of worms, but I feel like it was pretty healthy because it's like, there wasn't like a ton of racism. There wasn't like a ton of trampling on people's rights. Now I know people will probably be like, oh yeah, what about this? And what about that? But like, I feel like 2010, that's or not even 2010, like 2000. Maybe 16 is when we started swinging the pendulum way the other way. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. And honestly, what I think, it's because we had a lot of events um, in the early, especially 9-11. 9-11 was a, you know, that really brought everybody together. It was, it was like, I don't care where you're from. I just remember after 9-11, everybody had an American flag on their front porch. You know, it, whenever they went to war, 
Uh, when we went to war Afghanistan first, and then we went to Iraq, there was the yellow ribbons on a, a lot of people's trees. There was a lot of support. And it was one of those things of, and I'm not saying that there's not support now, but what I'm saying is there's still a massive divide. What you'll see in place of American flags, especially when we're coming into this next time of year in America, it's really sad. You'll see blue and red, um, you know, signs in people's yards instead, <laughs> you know. And it's it's like it was like that before, but at least we all stood together going, we're going to make this place a better place instead of you're wrong, no, you're wrong. Yeah, well, even then, too, like, on the shows, like, I think of Extreme Makeover Home Edition. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to help this vet out or we're going to help this cancer patient out or whatever. Like, and people rallied around. They were like, people would tune in to see see these people getting help. Like, they would tune in to see somebody that, And it was like, a heartwarming that, thing. Yeah. People liked that. I mean, it wasn't, you know, reality shows have even changed like that now, right? It's more geared to... There's a lot more shows to humiliate people than there is to give them something nice, right? I don't know. Maybe that's that's something that's changed. And it, don't get me wrong, it is entertaining as well to watch some people's reactions in that fashion. And there were shows back in the day like that, like Punked is one of them, right? But I, I'm just saying, you're right. Like, we all tuned in. There's something that I can say about every person that I've really talked to. My wife, you, Chris, a lot of other friends. It's like, what were you doing on a Sunday night between 7 and 8 p.m.? I was watching Extreme Makeover Home Edition with my family. And when 8 o'clock happened, it's time to start getting ready for bed. It was almost like an American thing. It's like you, I don't don't know. It was like, I I, I can't explain it. Or or even like America's Got Talent or like even shows like that. A lot of people watched American Idol. I know a ton of people watched American Idol. I think. That was like the first time where American families tuned in to watch, I wouldn't say a reality show, but before people would tune in to like watch a show like, I don't know, like Parker, Texas Ranger, for example. But like, oh yeah, we're going to watch this fake show. But like people would literally tune in to watch these real people competing for something like Hell's Kitchen or America's Got Talent or Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And I think that's like, that was like a family. I know that was at least a thing at my house. It was like, oh yeah, like. Or even Fear Factor. Like, people loved Fear Factor, right? It was, it was um, something to look forward to. You'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to watch this tonight before school happens. Yeah, and you normally had these uh, TV schedules memorized, right? And, okay, this is when this new episode's going to come out. Here's So here's where I'm going to go into of what I don't like about today versus then and what I would love to change. But I kind of don't. And here, let me explain. I really don't like... What you're talking about there was was really nice. You only had what I like to call one layer. You're only looking at one thing, right? You do that now. You go pile up on your couch with your family, right? And you watch a TV show. Everybody's going to be on their phone. That's two layers, right? You're doing two things. Most of the time, people nowadays are multitasking. Now you throw talking into the mix. Say you talk to somebody else. Now you have three things that people are trying to focus on at one time. And what I don't like about it is we become so attached to our phones that, you know, it's it's nice to have it. It's a comfort. When you're relaxing, you want to use it. And I completely understand because I'm the same exact way. But it takes away from a lot of those personal moments. There's not as many attainable memories of me sitting on the couch going, I remember watching this with my family, right, full on through. And, you know, there used to even be things, okay, Just for an example, right? I remember watching My Cousin Vinny with my family, right? Very funny movie. And I remember my grandfather being like, I like this movie, just too much cussing. I wouldn't have gotten that if I was in my phone, right? Like, I would have missed that. And it might not mean much, but at the same time, when those people are gone, those that's the stuff you'll think about, right? Those memories that you had. So, I don't know. I know that was kind of a full circle deal, but I just, two, for my job, I have two computers, right? I've got two computer screens in front of me. I've got my phone that I'm watching for, so I'm working on all this stuff all the time. I think life nowadays is just too digital, too layered. We have too much going on, and I don't really think that it's healthy for us how much we've kind of taken on so much technology. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say I miss about the 2000s is like is social media because social media used to just be this thing you would hop on and you would just go to just look 
You talk, talk to, to your, your friends. friends. See what see what they were doing. You know, post some crazy stuff. Play for like you would get on for like an hour or two and then hop off. You know, and so I think it was it was just like that fun thing. Whereas now it's like people are literally on it like all the time, and because it's evolving, like it's constantly putting stuff across your face, and so you constantly have new stuff to consume and we just consume way too doggone much and you know i really feel bad for whenever i was a kid i really wanted to be a celebrity right or i wanted to be a sports star everybody has dreams actor sports star be up there now i feel bad for celebrities on a lot of fronts because um they have to not only keep up with back in the day like take i'm gonna go sports you know me i'm gonna go sports but take a sports star from back in the day take michael jordan he got to do his tele- television interviews. He got to play basketball. That was it. Nowadays, that's not... We have 24-hour sports news networks. We have interviews, interviews, interviews. Not just that, but he has to keep on social media. Like, you have to be a social media person or you start losing people. Like, as weird, as bad as that is to say, you'll start losing people. You'll start losing your status if you don't have an active presence on social media. So it's become an imperative thing. I mean, you think about it, all your influential people have to, they have staff for it, right? But they know that they have to stay up on social media. Like, everybody has a social media account. It's insane. And it's it's used so much, I don't know. It used to be just such a, like Chris was saying, it used to be just such a fun, goofy little thing you'd do, right, with your friends. Maybe even link YouTube over to it, like share a YouTube link of, you know, here's the stupid video. Like I remember the one that we used to watch was the Lord of the Rings one where it was uh, the potato song, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. I don't know. It was goofy stuff like that, right? And I don't know. All that's changed. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Well, going back to what you said, it is where everybody's so much on their phones. And like, I think I saw, they're so focused on recording their experience that it's like you're missing out on the experience like i saw that at medieval times like dad was recording the whole time and i'm like bro you're totally missing out like on the experience you're missing out from enjoying it and people do that way too much because they want to put it on insta or they want to put it on facebook and i have the other problem where i'm like i don't take enough pictures like when i'm out no that's my problem too that's exactly how i feel that's exactly how I feel. I don't take enough pictures. I'm, I'm so in the moment that I forget to pull out my phone and go, hey, this would be a good moment for a picture. I think I miss people just being able to say what they have to say without people getting offended. And I know back then, you know, movies and TV shows did have some agendas, but it's like every TV show and every movie now has an agenda. And I'm like, bro, can we just watch entertainment like without the political BS. You know, like, it, it, maybe there was an agenda back then, but at least it was hidden. Like, I, I'm okay if it's, I don't know, maybe, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do something like that, hide, hide it. <laughs> I am just like, bro, that's why I watch professional wrestling, because it's like, sometimes they do bring, like, political stuff into it, but really not. Most of the time, it's just about the story, and I'm just like, oh yeah, see, I enjoy this story, like, it's just a good story, I don't care if the wrestler's gay, straight, whatever, Democrat, I don't care. Like, just give me a good story. And I'm sick of just, it's almost now I'm like expecting it. I'm like, oh, where's the, where's the, where's the preachy message? And I'll be like, oh, there it is. That's why I'm pleasantly surprised when a movie, like, for example, the Super Mario Brothers movie, it was the first movie I'd seen in a very long time that didn't have a preachy message in it. And so it's nice. No, heck yeah. I, I totally agree. And hopefully, you know, we had talked about the pendulum swinging a little bit and things like that. Hopefully the pendulum swings. Um, again, a little bit of a different direction, right? Yeah. What do you think is like, oh, yeah, this is definitely way better now than it was in the early 2000s. What do you think is like, oh, yeah, this is better now? Well, you know, on the other front, a lot of technology is really cool. Um, we can hail taxis, ride services from anywhere, anytime. We can get food delivered to your house from anywhere now. Um, you know, you can make your travel plans online without having to go to a travel agent. 
Um, you can, I mean, there's, there's so many things like that to where it's like, you have the modern day conveniences that if I were to go back, I'd be saying, man, this is quite annoying. I have to book my flights through a travel agent. Like, why would I want to talk to Sherry? I think, I think it created like the technology created a lot of jobs that like we didn't even think were possible. Like it created whole new career paths. Like if you would have said, uh, you know, ten even ten years ago. Oh yeah, I'm going to be a social media manager or a social media marketer, or I'm going to be a YouTuber or influencer. I would have been like, uh, yeah, I don't think so, buddy. Like you're going to make money off of that? Yeah, I really don't think so. Something else too, working from home. Like I never thought that working from home would be a readily available thing that you could get a job with that big an expectation of like, yeah, you'll work from home. Yeah, I know you enjoy it, man, but I'm like one of those like. I, I just couldn't do it. Like I, I couldn't work from home if I had to. Like I could do it if I if I had to, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But it is a viable choice because I think it does help people with small children. You know, it does help them be able to take care of their family and do work. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think my biggest thing that it helps me with, um, it helps because I don't know talking talking to people at work. I'm a big talker, right? So I'm in plenty of meetings and things like that. People are going to come around to me and talk and I never get any work done. Like every time I'm in the office, I never get any work done. So it's, it's one of those things. It just works better for me. Um, cause I'm not talking to anybody. I can remain focused the entire time. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what do you, what else do you think is, uh, is maybe a little bit better? Uh, the Miami Dolphins are better than they were. <laughs> <in> the <early laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills are definitely better than they were. Um, Golden State Warriors are too. Oh man, video game graphics way better. It's all it's it's kind of scary how how good they actually are. Like, but then on the other front, I'm gonna say this: some of the video game quality has gone down. Like the graphics have gone up, but stuff like Madden or really anything that EA Games has made the last little bit has been just garbage. Like it looks graphically great but you can tell that's what they put all their effort um definitely cars have gotten a lot better there's so much technology i mean there's a plus and a negative side the negative side is they make them so computerized now that it's even hard for you to even work on the new ones but it is uh it does have stuff like bluetooth and it does have stuff like you know if you're in an accident it recognizes that it does have backup cameras and if you need a backup camera to back up you probably shouldn't be driving but um i mean cars have come a long way i also think um music has definitely not come a long way it's actually kind of gone i think it's regressed yeah, i was about to say it's kind of <laughs> gone the other way yeah it a lot of it here's here's my biggest problem and i think when we grew up music had its own different flavors i think a lot of it and i'm, I'm glad it in a way that it kind of took this turn but a lot of it has kind of that hip-hop twist now right which is fine because i loved hip-hop and rap from the early 2000s and things like that but i don't know you listen to a country song now it's got that basic like beat to it you know what i mean and they kind of go along with it and you listen to a lot of pop music and it's the same way and it's fine but it's just i don't know it used to the flavors were very different Right, I felt like you you had fill me in, Chris. What am I trying to say? I mean, like rock music, there was a lot of different kinds of rock music. Even like now, I feel like there's a couple kinds that are mainstream, but not anything that's great. Like if you listen to your local rock station, it's not going to be that mix that it used to be. That uh, that's not true. That's not true. If you listen to your local rock station, it rock is one of the only genres where it it is different. If you listen to your local rock station. They have a Maybe pretty my good local mix. rock station just isn't very good because they didn't. They're not mixing it up very well, and you know, like I said, maybe mine's not very good. But it's to me the radio stations that I listen to. Um, I don't listen to like top one hundreds because I'm going. This is popular. Why? Question mark. Or what? Uh, the The main question I always ask is, in what genre is this supposed to be? Yeah, I think uh, streaming services. I think that's been like. A game changer, sometimes for the bad, but I think it's been a game changer because now you don't have to wait until, you know, Sunday at nine to watch your new episode, which I'm kind of like, man, I do feel like that is part of like 
our problem in America, but at the same time... We have nothing to look forward to. We used to have the little things to look forward to. Well, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, that's why I like, like I said, I like professional wrestling because I know every Monday and Wednesday and Friday there's going to be a new show. But also on the flip side of that, a lot of services are starting to do this where if there's a new show, they'll release the first two episodes and then they'll release them every week. And so I think that's where they're getting people to kind of not binge watch stuff, which is, uh, you know, which is good. I think that, um, I think that traveling is like a lot more, maybe it's more, I wouldn't say a more affordable, but more accessible than it used to be. I feel like a lot more people are traveling. Like a lot more people fly, like people fly all the time where back in the day it was like, that was a big deal you know, to fly. It's like, that's a really big deal. I also think it was the region of the country that we lived in as well. There was a lot of people that, tell me if I'm wrong, that, I, and shout out to Augusta if you listen listening, Ned, Disgusta, but um, I feel like a lot of those people, they're like, I've never left the county before, or I've seen people, it's like, I've been over to South Carolina once, and it's like, they're, they're not going to go fly, you know, at least there was a lot of folks that I came in contact with that were kind of like that, versus Texas, Texas is so massive, you know, you have to go eight counties just to get to the next major city. So it's it's one of those things to where it's like traveling is not a big deal. And a lot of the times, um, like I'll speak for Lubbock, and most people from other states and other countries are going to be mind blown. To get to Dallas, it's five and a half hours. To get to San Antonio, which is south, is about six and a half. You know, you want to go anywhere. Flying has to be a viable option unless you want to drive that long. And for, that's a day trip for Texans. For Texans, boy. it's is, like whatever. But that's a it's day just trip. Like, it's like if a, you ain't, if you think six hours is a long trip, you you're a weenie. You're a weenie. I'm just saying. But people, uh, people, I've heard people like, yeah, I'm not gonna make that drive, so I'm gonna fly it. It's like okay. <laughs> I think uh, I think one thing that is more beneficial now is like we have access to so much information. Okay, it may be a bad thing, but like to learn something is very like it's very accessible. You can just YouTube it, you can Google it. Like it's very easy to learn new things. And so I think that's a that's a tool. Oh, it's a definite tool. I think the the problem has become there's been a and I'm I don't know why this is going to sound preachy, but a spirit of complacency. Now, um there's just been kind of and tell me if I'm wrong, but I've just noticed kind of people expect answers to be given to them because they are so readily available versus before. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, an encyclopedia is where you go to find information. And sometimes it ain't in there. Sometimes you got to go look and look in books and things like that to figure out what's what. And so, I don't know. I think now it's it's so easy and so readily available. People are so used to being like, hey, Google, what's going on with this? And it's gives you the answer so they're you know whether it's work whether it's whatever um they're they're gonna want to ask somebody else when it's like hey man you could totally figure that information out on yourself yeah they're not used to uh mining or discovering the answer on their i think it makes an impact of that critical thinking yeah and you gotta use that man like you have to use that uh it, it is definitely a big tool for sure, man. Anything else you want to say that's like, oh, this is definitely better uh, now than it was 20 years ago? Man, I'll probably think of five, six things after we get off of here. But yeah, not right now. I can't believe we're almost to uh, 50 minutes of talking about uh, the era in which we grew up. Yeah. So what is like your, if you could just say your one big takeaway or like, man, this is just, I'm going to tie this up and put a bow on it. What, it, what would you say? The late 90s, early 2000s were a fantastic time. They have a lot of nostalgia in our hearts, whether it's TV shows, whether it's games, whether it's, I don't know, going over to your friend's house and, and going and having a good time with Hungry Hungry Hippos, whatever you happen to do during that time. The, the deal is, it was, a, it was a fun time, but we've moved on, and I'm glad that we've moved on to bigger and better things because... The world is a very exciting place where we can do things that we could not have done during that time or even conceived to have done during that time. And I'm excited for the future of where we are going because it's only going to get better. And the things that are negative and bad, 
there will always be stuff that's negative and bad, but, you know, I think we can enjoy the good times, and although there are some things and some values I would like to bring over to this era, I think that this era is okay, and, uh, like I said, it's pretty darn innovative. I'm happy that, uh, I'm happy that life is cool like that, I guess. Yeah. We have uh, definitely changed a lot over the past 20 years. The early 2000s were a lot of that, a lot of figuring stuff out. Um, it was a good time. I, I'm not, I would say I'm not like jazzed about where we're at right now. I'm not going to be one of those, man, our country's going to hell in a handbasket. But I'm also like, man, there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of um, things for this younger generation to do. I do hope and pray that uh, the pendulum kind of swings back towards the middle and people would stop being so butthurt all the time and so sensitive and grow some tough skin. But all in all, man, like you got to move forward. You can't be too busy looking at the past because if you do that, you're just never going to grow. But you can also look in the there's there's a healthy balance, right? You can look in the past and say, oh, I remember those times. Um, or hear a song and be like, oh, that reminds me of the nineties and kind of have that. Oh, that's nice. But you know, you don't want to, you don't want to go back there. You don't want to live there. Now is a cool time. You get to do all sorts of stuff. Hey, like I said, you get to Uber eat stuff to your house and, um, have eight Big Macs with no judgment. Yeah. And you'll pay $5,000 for them with the delivery fees and the tip. Yeah, you will. So you need some money. That's the only thing I don't like about nowadays is back then you could have gotten a lot more for a lot less sorry i know we just capped it bro but one thing that does suck right now is that like it is not affordable people cannot buy houses <laughs> like it, it's bad like people are all like yeah well your parents age they bought a house and had all this and it's like bro like we can barely pay the light bill like we're making more money than our parents did by a lot <laughs> but things are just so much more expensive so uh yeah, man, but tell them where to go. TVTrashCan.com. TVTrashCan.com. We can't make inflation go down, but we can have a nice website and make you laugh, hopefully. We but can yeah, make go your depression can... go down. Yeah, that way you don't have to see a therapist as often and save you money that way. Look at us. We're saving you money in these tough economic times. That's what we're here for, TVTrashCan.com. Yeah, man, um cool 90th episode i enjoy the free form i enjoy just talking and yeah just it's it's always fun it's great we got to plan out what we're gonna do for our 100th episode uh but yeah join us next time because it's gonna be a great time we're on our trek to hit 100 episodes so keep chugging along but you got anything else you want to say nah man i think we're ready to take this donut box out to the trash all right well i'm chris and i'm micah and this is the donut box podcast bye